Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Wednesday the 18th of December. Coming up, charity urges more understanding towards channel migrants. I think there are a lot of myths about what it is that asylum seekers get. They get very little. They're certainly not taking council and social housing from people. Puppies abandoned days before Christmas. They could have quite easily been run over. They could have gone off and, and been straying for... You know, for however long, you never know what could have happened to them. And villagers continue to object roundabout redesign. It breaks the community apart. It will be harmful for business. It will be not only an inconvenience, it will be actually detrimental to the economy of the village. Kent Online News. We're being urged to be more understanding towards migrants who risk their lives to reach Kent after more small boats were intercepted in the Channel. 69 men, women and children were brought to Dover following a border force operation off the coast yesterday morning. Bridget Chapman is from the Kent Refugee Action Network. They handle the trauma in different ways but all of them on their journeys here and we're not talking talking about just the last very dangerous section over the channel but through their journeys from Iran or whichever country people have come from they've suffered a great deal of trauma and they are they're not in a good way I think that we have to be clear that the people arriving in boats, in my experience, most of them are going to have extremely good asylum claims. And Mr Johnson knows as well as I do that under international law, people have a right to present themselves at the border to make asylum claims. They can't be sent back until after those claims have been processed if, if their claims fail. It's really likely these people are going to be successful in their claims. It's really seriously dangerous. We're talking about one of the busiest shipping lanes in the world and the water is very cold. We think as an organisation that the government needs to be looking at safe and legal routes for people with good asylum claims to make those claims on the other side of the channel and then be given safe passage. That would stop the traffickers overnight. I think there are a lot of myths about what it is that asylum seekers get. They get very little. They're certainly not taking council and social housing from people. I would also say I don't think it's it's either or. Um, I think we can... We can look after the person who is homeless and we can we can do the right thing by people who are seeking asylum. Patrols on French beaches have been doubled following a recent rise in people crossing the channel illegally and efforts have been stepped up to tackle human trafficking. Kent Online reports. A teenage boy remains in a serious but stable condition in hospital after the moped he was riding was involved in a crash in Chatham. He was taken to London for treatment after it happened at the junction of North Dane Way and Lordswood Lane just over three weeks ago. Crash investigators are keen to hear from the driver of a car travelling in front of the other vehicle involved and may have useful information. Seven men have been arrested after half a million pounds worth of Asian gold was stolen from properties, including some in Kent. Detectives think the gang were responsible for more than 100 burglaries since last year in places like Chatham, Wiltshire and Hampshire. The group, who were aged between 26 and 56, were detained during police raids, where officers also seized £26,000 in cash, seven caravans and two vehicles which are thought to have been stolen. A Dartford man caught with a gun and bullets in his gym locker has been jailed for more than six years. Freddie Bell stored the pistol and 10 rounds of ammunition in a sports bag and kept it in the men's changing rooms. The 22-year-old from Patterdale Road was caught when he broke the gym rules by keeping a locker overnight and staff cut the padlock. A charity is asking us to think carefully before getting a pet after two puppies were abandoned near Sevenoaks just days before Christmas. 
Christmas. Tinsel and bauble were found by the side of a busy road on Monday and taken to Last Chance Animal Rescue in Edenbridge. Figures from the RSPCA show 73 pets were abandoned in Kent over the festive period last year. That's the highest number in the southeast. Jenny Mansfield works at the shelter. A lady sort of drove past and just saw them sitting there and they've been dumped. Yeah, they could have quite easily been run over. They could have gone off and, and been straying for you know, for however long, you never know what could have happened to them. So she picked them up and she brought them over to us yesterday. Um, luckily, our vet was in, so she was able to see them straight away and start treatment. They've got um, demodex. Um, it's quite badly infected skin. Um, they've got worms, um, flea infestation as well. So they've been treated for all of those so far. It was going to be quite a, a long, ongoing treatment of weekly, twice weekly baths, antibiotics, um, and, and more sort of worming treatments. I mean, it could be that somebody's um, somebody's bred them, hoping to, to sell them and make a bit of money. Um, and then obviously they've they've not looked after them very well. They've picked up this um, this mange, and then they have to be treated. They obviously, don't want to pay out any money to treat them. Um, and this close to Christmas, people, you know, they don't want to pay out vet bills and things, so that's when more dogs get dumped at this time of year. We get strays brought in, you know, all sorts, yeah. I think if, if people can't keep the dog anymore, then they want it gone before Christmas so they can enjoy the festivities without the burden of the dog that they don't want anymore. Just make sure that you are kind of prepared and able to look after the dog for the next, you know, for the rest of its life before you go into adopting. And rather than looking at, you know, buying a dog off Facebook or something like that, then come to the rescue centres because all, all rescue centres are full. You know, we've all got lots of lovely dogs that need homes. People think it's a nice idea to get puppies for Christmas, but you have to think of the long term, whether you can look after them for the next 14, 15 years. And then also Christmas is a really busy time, so it's not the best time to, to bring home a new puppy and people don't realise that until they've done it and then they can't manage and then you know, they end up looking to somewhere like us to, to help them out. Kent Online News. At kentonline.co.uk you can see a computer-generated image of a man police are looking for after a woman was attacked in Canterbury. She was punched while walking near the River Stour in the Kingsmead Road area at around half six yesterday morning. Detectives are also keen to speak to anyone who was in the area at the time. A Gillingham drug dealer who hid heroin and crack cocaine in a Heinz tomato soup can has been jailed for seven and a half years. The 29-year-old threw the tin out of a window on St Andrews Road when police raided a property in March. A jury's found him guilty of possessing Class A drugs with intent to supply. Another man admitted the same charge and will be sentenced at a later date. Villagers in part of Kent claim they're being put under pressure to withdraw their opposition to multi-million pound plans for the redesign of a busy roundabout. Highways bosses want to change the layout of the Stockbury roundabout, which connects the M2 to the A249 to ease congestion. While those living nearby agree it needs a facelift, they fear a lack of crossing points could leave them isolated. Councillor Patrick Garton represents the area on Maidstone Borough Council. Well, highways. England is uh, trying to rebuild, restructure, stop the roundabout. And the plan is to put a bridge across the roundabout so to streamline the, uh, streamline the traffic. Because uh, if you were here just five minutes ago, we had a tailback right up to this junction and even further. So in peak time, it's really difficult to get across uh, that roundabout. And obviously the residents in Stockbury, they, they feel that they're maybe being a bit left behind by Highways England. Would you agree with that? Like a lot of uh, villages along major trunk roads up and down the country, if you see like along the A1, these trunk roads 
are breaking villages apart and the people of Stockbury have been very, very badly let down by all the uh, county council, Maidstone Borough Council and, and everybody really because what will happen is once we've got the bridge, we've got constant flow in traffic, possibly speed limited with uh, average speed cameras at 50 miles an hour, there's no way whatsoever that anybody could cross from this part of the village where we have the shops, the pubs, etc. to that part of the village. It breaks the community apart. It will be harmful for business, it will be harmful for agriculture. You can't get a, a combine across from one side to the other. So uh, it will be not only an inconvenience, it will be actually detrimental to the economy of the village. And you mentioned about Maidstone Borough Council, KCC as well. Why have they let the villagers down? Well, there's a, a public inquiry being planned for next year. And the reasoning behind Maidstone, I can only talk for Maidstone being a Maidstone Borough Council, the reasoning is it's a major infrastructure project. The overall view for the borough is we want it to go ahead, which is quite understandable. And so therefore they withdrew their objection. Did you agree with that? Well, as a borough councillor, uh, as a Stockbury councillor, I cannot agree with that. It um, is contrary to all four uh, points of a strategic plan. What could you have done to turn it around, or was it out of your hands? Well, I couldn't have done anything. It was a delegated decision. Maidstone Constitution made it a delegated power decision for the head of planning. Uh, what I would have liked to see is... Um, that it goes ahead to public inquiry, which it will be because the people of Stockbury, Stockbury Parish Council is still a statutory objector, they will push for the public inquiry. So we will have a delay on the construction by a year or two, so be it, but we need a bridge or a tunnel across this stretch of the road. How dangerous could it be if you don't get that? First of all, it will be impossible for agricultural machinery like these guys to cross um, and secondly, it will be totally dangerous. It is very dangerous at the moment. Uh, dangerous plus it is an inconvenience at the moment because it, it takes sometimes 20 minutes just to cross from one side to the other. Uh, it will become impossible. Um, if you want to cross from here to there, you may just go up the roundabout and come back. If you want to come from there to here to visit the pub, to visit the village, to visit the car mechanic up the hill, um, it's impossible, you will have to go all the way down to uh, Maidstone. What do you think Maidstone Borough Council should have done? Well, push for the public inquiry, give some support to uh, Stockbury. Uh, as I say, the public inquiry will go ahead, thanks to the Parish Council, who will not withdraw their statutory objection. And um, at the public inquiry, we have to make the point that we need a bridge or some sort of a transport link between the village part A and village part B. The highways are saying that if you do go ahead with a public inquiry, it could put the whole project at risk. Is that a risk worth taking, do you think? It is a risk worth taking for the village of Stockbury, certainly. We cannot let our community down. It is, um, as I said, the strategic plan of, of Maidstone guarantees a green, safe place for people to live, where economy strives. All these points will be broken. The economy of the village will be destroyed. It is not a safe place for the village to live. And, um, well... I, I could say so many things which make it harmful and, and uh, destroy the village. Just finally, what do you hope happens next? Well, we will see the public inquiry. Um, I hope we can make a good enough point 
to uh, Lobby Highways England to, and KCC because it will be a shared responsibility for them to put either a bridge or tunnel between Stockbury A and Stockbury B. Phil Woods is chairman of Stockbury Parish Council. He's also hoping their concerns are heard. The roundabout will go to an inquiry in public next March. It was going to be February, but they've put it back a month for reasons nobody knows. Um, the village is still extremely concerned that it will not only damage business, it will endanger the people who live here and break up a community. Because once traffic is free flowing and nose to tail with a flyover, crossing the A249 to get into the village will become virtually impossible. And um, what would you say are your main concerns at the moment with it? Is it the future of businesses and, and houses in the area? It's, it's three things. It's the future of businesses. We have, we've gone against the grain. We have quite a thriving um, economy in Stockbury, which is odd. For villages in Kent, we have a community-owned pub. We have several quite large businesses and we have farms, all of whom require people to be able to come in and out easily. The second is that it divides the parish. 249 divides it anyway into two parts. But if you stop people from one side managing to get to the other, the community is damaged. The third one is physical safety. That driving across the A249 is dangerous now. With free-flowing traffic running nose to tail coming off a flyover, it will become lethal. And our prime concern has to be the safety of the parishioners. Well, what do you think should be the, the way forward? We have not prescribed a way forward. What we've said to Highways England is that we need a form of mitigation. Now it's up to them, they're the experts. That could be a bridge, it could be a roundabout, it could be traffic lights. We're not fussed about that, providing it mitigates the problem. Highways England have recently written to us asking us to withdraw our objection in order to reduce the chance of a public inquiry, which will cause them problems. And basically saying that if we don't withdraw our objection, then the public inquiry will delay their funding and may actually get rid of the whole project. None of us wants that to happen. We are very keen that a flyover be built, but without mitigation, we can't take the risk for stockbury. Our response to them is we are happy to withdraw providing they come up with a suitable scheme for mitigation and that is an integral part of the entire scheme. Not something they might do afterwards, not a bolt-on, but a part of the full scheme itself. So far, we've had no response. So at the moment, do you feel under pressure to uh, withdraw? We, no, as a parish council, I don't think we feel that kind of pressure. If somebody writes to us and says something might happen if you do this, that or the other, then we assess it from our point of view. What's a bit more worrying is that some of the people whose properties are being affected, who because there's either compulsory purchase or a movement of boundary, our statutory consultees have received the same letter. Now it's fair game sending a letter like that to people like me, that's what we're here for. Sending it to individuals we, we find distinctly odd and it smacks a bit of bullying. Um, how would you summarise what Lois England's approach has been so far to Stockbury? Um, initially, when they thought they might win us over easily, I think it was very nice. They were charming, they came and met with us. Um, as the years went on, and we're talking three years here, 
the relationship deteriorated to the point at which now they treat us with contempt. We are the yokels getting in the way of their shiny scheme. We're an irritation, basically. Well, Highways England say their plans include better, safer access. You can watch KMTV's reports on that story on their website. Kent Online reports. The developers behind plans for a carbon-neutral eco-village in Canterbury are hoping to overturn the council's decision to reject it. Father and son Ralph and Alistair Knoll originally wanted to build 19 two-bed houses at Goose Farm in the Broad Oak part of the city. That was reduced to 17 but still turned down by planners. They're now hoping to appeal and say it could take up to a year before a final decision will be made. It's the final day to get your Christmas cards posted in Kent if you're using second-class stamps and want them to arrive on time. Royal Mail is recommending Friday as the final day for first class. And a teenager from Maidstone's putting on festive lights displays to raise money to help the homeless. 13-year-old Callum Dunn has decorated his home and is collecting donations for the Maidstone Day Centre. He's been doing it for the last three years and it's now bigger and better than ever. You can see pictures at Kent Online .co.uk. Kent Online Sport. Football and tickets to see Gillingham take on West Ham in the FA Cup will go on general sale tomorrow. Season ticket holders and people who went to the second round game against Doncaster have until the end of today to guarantee their discounted seat. The match on Sunday the 5th of January will be broadcast live on BT Sport. That's it for now but for more news throughout the day you can head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.